Welcome to episode 26 of the Bike Pack Canada podcast with yours truly, Ryan Corey. Uh, thanks everyone for the feedback that started to trickle in the past few weeks. Uh, interestingly enough, most of it has come from our American listeners, actually. Um, all good. Um, i also like to thank everyone that has left a review on iTunes. Um, and remember that you can contact me at any time at uh, info at bikepack.ca, um, whether it's something we talk about in the podcast, something on the site, um, you want to know uh, how to get to the summit in Canmore, uh, anything, uh, feel free to email me. All right, my interview today is with Matthew Pioro from Canadian Cycling Magazine. Uh, today, this chat is a, is a friendly debate on what the bikepacking term entails, uh, whether we should just lump it in with bike touring, and uh, what it takes to write for the magazine. Enjoy the chat. Okay, so for those that aren't familiar with uh, Canadian cycling, maybe well, let's start. What's, what's your role at uh, the magazine? Um, I'm the editor, so um, I'm I oversee all the, the content that goes into the magazine. Um, doesn't mean I'm a one man show. Um, here at uh, Canadian Cycling, as part of uh, Gripped Publications, so the company started with a climbing magazine, Gripped, and then it added. Um, after that came Triathlon Magazine Canada, then uh, Canadian Running Magazine. And Canadian Cycling Magazine is actually the youngest. It uh, first appeared in 2010. And uh, so I work with a, a bunch of people here in the office that uh, some of them I share with other magazines and some of them are all mine. And uh, I also work with a lot of freelancers uh, like yourself. Gotcha. And uh, at any given time, how many freelance writers are you working with? It depends. Like... It depends on how many are going to be in a particular issue. It's really hard to say. Um, I'm just going to throw out the number 10. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it could be less. It could be more. It depends on uh, the assignments and how they pan out. We're, we publish six times a year, uh, every two months. Okay. So it depends on how busy an issue is. Gotcha. And uh, I, I never really thought to ask, but do you see yourselves... Uh, differentiating in any particular way from the the pedal magazine um yes uh we well we overlap in some respects and we're different in other respects um pedal is older um and uh they do things actually i'd say they might do things a bit more traditional in terms of like in terms of what they see their role is as a magazine. And, um, but, you know, we serve similar ends in a, in a, or similar, the similar audience in a way. We, we, we cover pro stuff, both of both magazines, but we also cover stuff for, um, uh, you know, enthusiasts as well. Gotcha. So speaking of the enthusiasts, uh, I'm curious, when did the, the bikepacking term show up on, on your radar? That is a good question. Um, it's it was sort of ambient. Well, here's the thing: uh, bike packing. The term itself, I know, goes back to like it, I think the first instance is May 1973 in a, in a National Geographic. Um, but in terms of our sort of focused coverage of it, and and say focused coverage of bike packing, not touring, even though we can debate what the difference is about those two things. Sure. Uh, I'd say our official bike packing 
story, I think, came in late in late uh, 2013. And the topic is um, like we're not exclusively a bikepacking magazine. We're not exclusively a road magazine. We're not exclusively a mountain bike magazine. Um, but uh, the term bikepacking is definitely, you know, there's lots of instances or various incarnations of it appearing all the time in the magazine. Um, in, the, in the issue that's on stands now, the, the June-July 2017 issue, we have a story about the transcontinental race across Europe. And uh, uh, Quebec rider Geoffroy Dussault um, did that event last year, and he's doing it again this year. And it's, it's that event, uh, Mike Hall founded it, and uh, I think it's going into a sixth iteration this year, possibly. So that's, that's kind of bikepacky. I would say. <laughs> yeah, the, I think the term operates in kind of a gray area right now once you start um, adding road bikes uh, into the mix. I, I think for, for the sake of this conversation, well, I maybe not. Uh, you know, from my end anyways, with Bike Pack Canada, I like to think of the term as backcountry travel. I, I think where the, the term gets muddied is is that when you see road cyclists with the similar looking canvas bags so bags that affix directly to the bike i think that gets kind of considered bike packing but you know as you kind of alluded to with with, with having a bit of a debate on this I, I think that's what confuses things so i know bike pack canada we just look at it as you know off-road mountain biking in the in the back country but the the transcontinental race for sure you know with with my call starting it I, it's hard to uh not not include that with him being kind of one of the bike packing legends and it will definitely be interesting to see this year with with his unfortunate passing i, I hope just a ton of people uh show up for that race that it'd be a really special year for sure mm-hmm. so yeah looking forward to that coverage so yeah. I, I i'm curious i never even thought to ask you um you know just, just lumping everything in together as far as interest from from readers on your end do 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 readers prefer like straight facts and gear reviews or is there what would you say what, what contingent likes touring type articles uh it's hard to to parse it out into like a percentage of of readers like x and another percentage like like y um gear is definitely popular um i could say yeah a high percentage of our readers do like gear um whether that's bike reviews or you know um action cameras or even tires so some some gears more glamorous than others but um uh, but they're all essential for for you know the ride um and then you know there's also like the magazine serves a bunch of different functions there is that purely uh, in informative element um, which is, you know, say, a bike uh, review, but but even then, that I think that's a a, a bit of a, a harsh distinction because I was going to contrast it with the entertaining part. Now, a, a re- review can be entertaining as well, but um, but then we have, say, features, uh, multi-page stories that uh, have a lot of photography associated with them, and some of these are. Like our, our story about the, the, the Tour Divide or the Great Divide uh, mountain bike route that came out in uh, 2016, uh, th- about this time last year. So that is, you know, a big story about a big ride. And, and you know, it 
what it gives the reader is uh, information, you know, how long is the route, where does it go, what kind of equipment do you need, what kind of challenges would you face, but it also, uh, you know, stokes enthusiasm, um, you know, and I hope it inspires people to, you know, go on one of these rides as well. Gotcha. Do you have a sense of where your the majority of your readership base is, like subscribers? Like, is it the East, the West? Is it, you know, fairly even? It's mostly uh, major Canadian urban centers. So uh, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. We do have a healthy uh, bunch of subscribers in Alberta. And, and like, we're across the country for sure. But those are sort of the pockets, uh, the, the denser pockets, and definitely subscribers out East. Um but yeah, I'd say it, it follows it follows population density in Canada. Gotcha. So so we know a little bit about you and, and your relationship with Canadian cycling. And, and when I reached out, um, I don't think I, I put a particular topic out there for us to chat about. But you came back and said, you know, wouldn't it be fun to kind of have a friendly debate on why the bikepacking term even needs to exist? Like, why not just throw it into uh, you know, the general term of, of road touring and, and not confuse things. So, or sorry, bike touring in general. Yeah. Bike touring. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm curious where, where did the impetus for, for, you know, for that thought originally come from why that debate? Uh, well, part of it, um, was actually our, that story I mentioned, uh, the 2014, no, 2013 story on, um, on, on, uh, bikepacking where, uh, the writer was unpacking the the term for for readers and giving about a bit of history about it and and one of the uh, people quoted in the story anthony de lorenzo who uh who lives up in whitehorse and and does a lot of like bike packing adventures he himself is not so we quote him in the story or the the writer dean campbell quotes him in the story saying he's not so caught up in those definitions and um and further, just with other conversations I've had, like with uh, Mike Berry Sr. of Mariposa Bikes. And, you know, he's he's got all sorts of variations. He's seen all sorts of bike developments throughout his, um, I don't know, he's been, he's been uh, into bike parts since at least the early 50s. Um, and, you know, he's seen different racks come and go and, and sort of come in their, um, in popularity and, and and I, I asked him, like, what do you think of this bikepacking stuff? And he also, and uh, not in an old curmudgeon way, but maybe a bit of that, uh, he's like, yeah, it's a bit nonsense. It's it's touring, right? Um, and and even actually, if you go back to that uh, National Geographic article, which, let's say for all intents and purposes, that uh, 1973 article is the first instance of bikepacking in print, um, those guys are riding uh, road bikes, uh, you know, that style of frame, probably touring bikes, and they're loaded up with panniers. It's actually quite hilarious how loaded they are with those big, puffy sleeping bags uh, tied to their panniers. And they're going into some pretty gnarly places. It may not be, and I've only, I haven't read the article, I must admit, I've seen screen grabs online. Uh, it looks like they're sticking to roads. So we can't use uh, history as a precedent. But, um, and you know, you mentioned some of the, 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 the distinctions of bikepacking or maybe mountain bikes and um, uh, frame bags as opposed to panniers. But I don't know, I see people on road bike with frame bags and then I see people like taking road bikes on some 
pretty wicked gravel roads. So, you know, somewhere between the, the realm of like cross bike, a mountain bike, or what you can do on a road bike. So I think it's the blurriness of the, the terms and the distinctions that uh, make me want to just throw my hands up and say, oh, it's just touring. It's, it's yeah, and I appreciate it. this. This is coming from a friendly kind of curmudgeon. Uh, this isn't you just saying, why do we need to do this? So I appreciate that. But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, if, if anything, like for, for you selling magazines um, and for, for Barry senior selling bikes, you know, if everything that I've seen from the industry, uh, there seems to be uh, a great strategic advantage in being able to take a very broad term like uh, mountain biking and now be able to say, well, there's enduro mountain biking, there's downhill, there's cross country, and then be able to sell things for each of those disciplines. So I'm, I'm surprised and I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that he, he would say that, but I would think it would be to his advantage to embrace and him and many others to obviously embrace, you know, sub classifications. Um, if anything, just, just to sell something new and, um, you know, I haven't been down to Interbike. I'm sure you would probably know more than me, but um, as I understand it, a lot of these big bike companies are are starting to really embrace embrace that notion. Like, how many times can they sell a 29er or 27.5 or whatever? But now there's a whole new uh, new new discipline of adventure uh, bikes out there. So, yeah, speaking purely from an industry side, I would think that there would be. Um, kind of open arms to to embrace this kind of new terminology. Would would you kind of a, a agree? Just just from a market sense. Uh, okay. Well, first, I don't want to speak any further for for Mike Berry Senior and, and and how he, he envisions the market. Um, and but for me, and and maybe I will concede a bit to your point in a sense, uh, or what I imagine your position is on this. But like. Um, and, and, and not just as a way of selling things, but a way of, of, of giving people ideas of what they can do. Um, maybe let's, let's take gravel bikes, for instance. Um, you can, I've ridden road bikes on some pretty gravelly stuff that, you know, it wasn't technically designed for and I've been fine. Um, I've also taken cross bikes and those have their advantages and mountain bikes. Um, so like, but there, uh, actually, maybe let's speak to your, your specialization. Having the right tool for the job, you know, does make a difference. So the, we are seeing a proliferation of tools at, at Interbike or from bike manufacturers. Um, you know, there, you can use an adjustable wrench, yes, to, to tighten a, a bolt, but probably what's better is, is a proper spanner that's, you know, designed for that bolt itself. So, you know, it, it, it's just giving people options. Some could be better than others. And we did, and to your point about mountain biking, um, there is a lot of specificity in, in mountain biking by discipline, you know, whether cross country or enduro or downhill. And for many of those, it makes a lot of sense. The equipment demands are quite different between, between one discipline and another. Um, and then same with bikepacking slash touring. If you know you're going to be on, you know, roads, paved roads, maybe a smattering of gravel, uh, maybe you want that gravel slash touring slash cyclocross, uh, maybe road bike. Uh, if, you know, 
single tracks your jam and you want to bring a tent or, or some extra clothes then yeah you need that you need that mountain bike setup so i guess it's just yeah a, a proliferation of tools for whatever you uh you want to do yeah and then kind of branching off off that um you know the, i think the gravel you know road riding out in the country kind of is that gray area for sure and i think where the the real benefit of of differentiating the term is with with bike packing compared to um say traditional road bike touring i think there's an inherent new set of risks that need to be understood and respected and i think that uh, you know having its own term gives gives weight to that so you know with with the backcountry you have you know the 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 addition or, or a new understanding for like SOS devices and and really more of a fend for yourself uh, mentality. Whereas you know bike touring or road touring, you you know there's there's going to be a passerby or you you can you know get to front country services. So I, I think for, for from my side, like I mentioned the industry side, but from my side, I, I think that's that's where the real win is is uh, especially for for new riders um, just starting to get into mountain biking and and then just starting to get into multi-day stuff is is embracing embracing a new term because it makes them do the research into why there is a new term and you know uh, further you know what is what is backcountry travel all about and why do i need to know about it it's it's different it's different from uh, from road cycling and road touring would would you agree with that I guess. Well, how would you classify a ride up the Dempster Highway? <laughs> um, well, okay, it is on a road. It is, It is. you know, I, I think from every story I've read and my understanding, it, it sounds remote. Um, but, you know, from the few riders I've known that, that have done it, actually one of my first podcasts was with a rider that did the ride up the Dempster Highway. Um he did encounter cars. So again, it's, it's kind of a gray area because he was still very much in a survival scenario. There's bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, as I understand the terrain, you probably would have to do it on a mountain bike. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we're still in the mountain bike terrain, but yeah, it's an interesting, interesting point it's kind of one step up from the the gravel gray area yeah Um, yeah yeah uh, and i enjoy the slipperiness of the terms don't get me wrong like i maybe i like to play the curmudgeon but um yeah Uh, yeah i I do i do enjoy like the play between them is it is it backcountry is it uh bikepacking is it touring like i've taken uh a few years ago, in 2010, I, the closest I came to bikepacking, I did a, a ride from Toronto to Manitoulin Island. Nice. Fully loaded with panniers. So definitely in the, in the touring, I would classify it 100%. Well, 98% <laughs> touring. Because, yeah, I ended up taking some back roads and some gravel. So, I don't know, maybe I flirted with bikepacking on that trip. Yeah, I think uh, once you have, include the off-road component, and even like routes like the the Great Divide route, there's still quite a bit of asphalt. So, oh, it's, right, yeah. it's it's not out of the question to to include it. I think you know, like I said, for me, it's just coming back to that having healthy respect that 
there's a difference between front country and, and, and back country and bikepacking is more of the back country variety or away from services, not necessarily over some mountain range, but, you know, uh, you know, away from, from services like, like the Dempster highway or, or, you know, beyond the mountain range. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm curious, uh, you know, we, we kind of debated that a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm going back to the magazine for a second from, sure. from a storytelling aspect, d- does bike packing get you excited? Like, does it open up new avenues that you haven't really explored, uh, in the magazine before? Um, I guess yes and no. Uh, just to, to sort of hone your question a bit like we what the magazine covers is is and why why i like the magazine i'm pretty excited about it um still after after five years i'm still very excited about it it um uh it's it covers a lot of disciplines like we cover mountain bike i my 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 elevator pitch is we're we're 60 percent road 40 percent mountain um, but there's all sorts of other things in there. Sometimes we flirt with even a little bit of commuter stuff. Uh, we cover, you know, track cycling in the in the winter to a certain extent, whether pro or even slightly a bit amateur stuff. You can only go uh, so far with say track cycling because the, the amateurs are very like they're very. There's only so many velodromes in Canada. Um, but um, but I, I like that uh, we cast a wide net uh, with with what we cover in cycling, uh, in, in all its forms. So, uh, bikepacking is part of the family for sure. Um, and it is one that readers are enthusiastic about, are interested about. So, um, you know, it's something we're happy to cover here. Um, it does show us something new in the sense that maybe there's the new gear, uh, say those frame bags, which, uh, I don't know what you want to put the date on those things, um, but they're definitely, I would say, the rise of them in the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the gear story is definitely interesting. Um, and, and stuff that you've touched on in the magazine, like etiquette and 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 and, and sort of the... It's a discipline that's still negotiating its, its kind of rules, and I use that term loosely. Like, you think about road cycling, and there's... Uh, there's definitely rules and customs and etiquette and because it's, you know, more than 100 years old. Uh, with bikepacking, because it's new, uh, in some cases it's going through growing pains. You've touched on this in a, in a few uh, instances. Um, so I think that it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a younger story and it's an evolving story. And uh, so that's interesting to see how it's, it's changing. For for freelance writers or anyone that wants to get into it, um, do you have any specific suggestions on, you know, how do particular stories or, or angles that you're interested in as as far as covering for for upcoming issues? Like what what's what can you what suggestions can you give to some some new emerging writers out there for getting involved with the magazine? If you want to write for a magazine, and this goes for any any magazine. Read the magazine. I know that sounds uh, really maybe glib and trite, but um, you have to read at least the the last three issues to know uh, what the magazine covers, 
like I've had some pitches, you know, the only thing that was right about the pitch is that it had the word bike in it. <laughs> um, uh, nothing else was right. Now, you need to know how the publication covers cycling. And, and even though I said we're very broad in, in what we cover, say, topic-wise, we cover it in, in specific ways, in specific tone. Um, you know, if you were pitching a general interest magazine, you could say, did you know there's electronic shifting? If you pitched me <laughs> with that sort of take, I would say, you're not writing for me. You obviously do. You haven't read the magazine. You don't know how we talk to our readers. So you need any magazine. You need to read at least the last three issues. Um, and, and not only to know what they talk about and how they talk about it, but, um, uh, you know, if you're going to say pitch me a bikepacking story, it, it helps to know that, you know, my magazine doesn't need an introduction to bikepacking. My, my readers know what that is. So I want a story, say, that moves that story of bikepacking forward um, in a way that we haven't exactly covered before. And, and do you have to be a good photographer and a writer to get into the magazine? No, no. Um, you, it, it's great if you can do both. Um, I work with a few writers who are double threats like that, but you know, some people, their strength is writing. Um, and even, even writers have various strengths. Um, some are like really good interviewers and, and maybe really good ideas people. And the writing maybe needs a bit of polishing after, or, you know, there's, everybody has their, 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 their skills that uh, some are, are, are better than others. Um, but yeah, I would say that, uh, yeah, if people are pitching the magazine, if, if you want to write for the magazine, definitely read it. Know, know the, the voice we use. And by voice, I mean, you know, we, we don't do, say, Hunter S. Thompson takes on your, on your, your long bike ride. We, we, we don't... The Lord, we do Rings. What's the, that? the Lord of the Rings, uh, whimsical, oh. uh, crazy stories. Yeah, right? yeah. Don't don't take me to Mordor, dude. Like you, you're 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 riding in BC. That's not a mythical place. It's very beautiful, <laughs> but don't don't start sending me fairies. <laughs> uh, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean. We're we're uh, the prose is pretty straight ahead because we want to talk to a, a pretty wide variety of people so we're, we're we're communicating to a broad audience here yeah for the listeners out there you'll appreciate that i i came off writing a purpose ridden which is very kind of whimsical and lord of the rings and went to pitching uh matthew bikepacking articles and one of my first um uh, notes back was uh uh can we tone down the lord of the rings and all this stuff and you know just did i actually say that yeah, you did. I, I, yeah. I'm sure I've got it in an email somewhere, but it, it's like burned in my brain because it was like one of the most honest, um, um, straightforward responses I'd ever gotten on my on writing before. It wasn't like a negative criticism. It was just... I hope I was at least playful when I delivered that line. Uh, it, it was it was it was it was it was constructive had i never talked to an editor before i, I might have crawled into a hole but uh it's uh that that one's that one stuck with me and it, it really changed how i looked at writing for you know a book and a writing for a magazine and furthermore i guess a, a, a branch off question there is well, actually, before I, before you go on, I just yeah. want to say I'm usually very polite and respectful of writers, um, <laughs> and um, 
and uh, and I appreciate the hard work they do. But you know, I will be cheeky, and I will say, yeah, don't take me to Mordor. But um, but uh, just to your point, uh, or to the reason I wanted to work with you, uh, because I knew you had the expertise and you had the writing chops and you had the knowledge. And so I was like, okay, his style may not be right in, in the way this came through, but I know there's there's a story there that is right for our readers, and, and I don't know this guy can tell it. We just need to adjust the tone a bit. So, you know, it's a process. Writing There's the writing process and then the editing process. So both of these happens to get stories into, into the magazine. And uh, as, as far as how you write things, I, I, I never asked you this, but I, I've seemed to notice a trend in the last um, couple of years, and maybe it's longer, um, where it seems like every article is like five tips for this, 10 tips for that, you know, seven tips for this. Is, is that kind of the preferred method for delivering content these days? Like, is it easier to digest or, you know, how do you look at things from the, the magazine side? It depends on where it's going in the magazine. So, like, if it's at the uh, what's called the front of book, the sort of shorter stories at the beginning, um, that kind of style works well there um, because that's a section of the magazine where people, well, they're short stories, but you want, and they're sort of jockeying for attention. So you want a story that, 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 that grabs a reader. You want a headline that grabs a reader and a structure that's easily easy to jump into. So that's what works there predominantly. So yeah, five tips. Um, it's, uh, you know, you, the, the, the one you always hear about is say, um, one of those men's health magazines. I, I always joke that every cover is six easy ways to better abs, <laughs> but, um, but there's, there's a reason why that cover line appears so much. It works. You know what I mean? There's, it, it appeals to the reader in a sense that here is information that can help me and, yeah, that I can use. So that's a, that's a format that we use a lot. But, you know, in a, in a feature article, in a longer article, say about, you know, 2,000 words on, on writing the Dempster or Transcontinental, you know, that's a different pace, a different structure, uh, it's a different a different purpose. So, um, you know, there's there's space for uh, different kinds of stories and structures and, and headlines throughout a magazine. Cool. Well, uh, last question, top of mind for me is uh, any any bike trip, bike packing, or related trips planned uh, on your radar this year? For me, probably not. Um, this past weekend, I ended up on bike by, by design. I ended up on a logging road that got. Then I, I was on like, I swear it was like an ATV or skidoo track. I was, my bike was definitely undergunned for that thing. But um, that's probably the rockiest, gnarliest adventure I, I'm likely to have. I am, I hope to get on a BMX bike in the next few weeks to see what kind of skills I can develop by returning to a bike that I haven't ridden since I was 13, probably. Oh, wow. Um but uh, it's definitely something I want to do. It's just it's a uh, summers are startlingly short. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what we can we can we can get in there. But it's yeah, I would like to do a multi-day thing, but um, maybe sometime in the next few years. Yeah. Well, let's put this in perspective too. You're you're 
you're right in Toronto, aren't you? I am. Yeah. 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 I'm downtown, so I gotta go for a bit before. Well, we have the dawn here, but uh, that's uh, for mountain bikers. But um, yeah, uh, I remember the time I I did go on a tour. It was, you know, you go for a bit, getting out of uh, getting out of the sprawl. Even on my road rides, I, I, I gravitate towards the country roads, but it takes a bit of time to just get through the uh, the city. Yeah. Well, if, if you're ever out in the West, uh, look me up uh, if you come through Canmore, okay? 100%. I'll do that. All right, Matthew, I, I appreciate uh, you taking the time uh, during your lunch, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat again soon. Right on. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye now. Bye.